Greatness. The quality of being great, distinguished, or eminent. Who do you think of when the word great is said? Or even, what makes someone great? Is it the personality and willing to speak up and give to others? Or is it the amount of success in their career? Well, I'm Anders, and on this episode of Iron Sharpens Iron, we look at the greatest Canadian. Now, what makes someone go from good to great? You have to be a competitor, so you have to be very... It doesn't mean you have to be good at anything, but you have to care about winning and losing, and you have to care about not just winning and losing, but also challenging yourself, so you have to always want to be better. I was very uh, humble in terms of the way I worked, so I was always willing to listen to coaches, and I was always willing to think that I had to. Like, I, I never thought it was good enough. But humble doesn't mean that you don't think you're good. You know you're good, but you just know that other people are also really good. You have to always keep working. This is Ransford Brempong, a former pro basketball player and currently my coach. A person's greatness can come from any number of things. In basketball, there are many all-time greats, and they all chose who they wanted to become by putting in the work. You learn a lot about things that you do well and things that you don't do well, and it allows you to be pretty critical, but in a positive way of, of yourself and pretty honest to what you can do. And in doing that, um, you learn a lot about yourself. You learn, you learn a lot about how your brain works and what it takes to motivate you and how you can challenge and push yourself. Born in Johannesburg, South Africa, to an English father and Welsh mother, and moved into Victoria at one and a half. At the age of 12, a young Steve Nash started his basketball career. He attended St. Michael's University in Victoria and early on was a multi-sport athlete. Averaging 21 points, 11 assists, and 9 rebounds in his senior season, you would think it would be easy for him to get a scholarship to play basketball. However, in 1992, BC, and in Canada in this matter, didn't get its respect for basketball prospects. Luckily, he was recruited to Santa Clara University, and instantly had a massive impact on the team, helping them to get to the NCAA tournament three out of the four times he was there, when they hadn't made it for the prior five years. Luck is what happens when preparation meets opportunity. At a young age, this is a quote his dad told him, then stuck with him throughout his life, inspired him, and helped him in his development. It made me work really hard, not with like a narrow view of like goal in mind, but like with a really like wide, broad view, knowing that if I just worked really hard, I don't know when it will happen, but eventually something good will happen because I put in a lot of work. He hadn't had the most stunning university career, only averaging 15 points, 3 rebounds, and 4.5 assists. But he had been selected by the first round by Phoenix with the number 15 pick. Many fans thought this was an awful selection, booing him as his name was selected. Soon after, in an interview, he said, I don't look like I'm going to be a tremendous basketball player on appearance. I would probably have booed myself too but I'm going to be a really good player, and I'm going to help this team a lot. From being disrespected by universities, fans, Phoenix, and Dallas, 
to put respect on his name and shutting up the haters. Working harder than everyone else in the NBA, he was able to excel to the top of the league. The sheer amount of work ethic brought him from being an unknown BC prospect to being an all-time great point guard. The things that elite athletes can do, a regular athlete would be like, oh, that is so hard. Like, that's a lot of hard work. Because it is a lot of hard work. But sometimes if you have parents or family members or people close to you who also have a really strong work ethic that's outside of sports, it makes you realize that no matter how hard you work in sports, it's still, like, fun. Like, I would work hard in sports all day long thinking that I'm still not working as hard as my dad who has to go do a real job that maybe he doesn't like and work long hours. Carrying his team to the first seed and averaging ridiculous stats as 12 assists and 16 points, he received 57 first place votes and 924 total and won his first MVP. Following up his outstanding season, he performed at an even higher level and won his second MVP, joining only 11 other players. Retiring in 2015, he ended up with more than 17,000 points and 10,000 assists. He was an eight-time All-Star, seven-time All-NBA, had four 50-40-90 seasons, carried his team to many 50-plus wins, and most impressively, won back-to-back -back MVPs. Though he never won a ring, his career and his impact speaks for itself. He was soon inducted into the Hall of Fame, but his impact didn't stop there. His career was filled with doubts, but he kept proving people wrong. And universally, he was finally given his respect by fans around the world. Mentality, arguably, is one of the most important parts of a player's game. I think the mental part of the game is huge, and I think we all know that it, the mental part of the game is huge. But I think the thing that a lot of times people don't realize is that the game is always a game of development. You're always developing while you're on the court. And in terms of the mental aspect, a lot of times people don't develop as quickly as they need to because instead of realizing that if you're being developed, there needs to be someone who's coaching you. And sometimes it's a blockage that doesn't allow people to get better because either they think they already know everything or they think they're already too good. If you're not ready to receive the information, then they can't actually play and don't get better. Steve Nash has also created the Steve Nash Foundation, aimed towards helping unserved children in their health, personal development, education, and enjoyment of life. It assists children access and resources, and it supports other important charities. Greatly inspired by his parents, at a young age, Nash was taught in inequality and injustice. Now he's an avid humanitarian and speaks up against wrongdoings. Most importantly for Canada, he has made a path for Canadian prospects, and now the NBA is filled with young and up-and-coming Canadian players. In terms of impact in the game, when he joined the NBA, it was slowing down and getting more physical, and overall, less interesting to watch. 
In 2004, only two teams averaged above 100 points, and five fewer than 90. Now in 2018-19 season, 28 teams scored 100 plus points. Coaches and rule changes definitely opened up the game, but the most important factor was Steve Nash, the era of the most dominant point guards. Success is a defining factor of your career. Either you succeed or you fail. It's really hard to be very successful doing it on your own. So there has to be exterior factors that come in to help. These coaches just, they pushed me and they didn't care if my feelings were going to be hurt. They pretty much told me to either get it done or quit, really, is what they told me in a, in a roundabout way. And it was the best thing they could have done for me because it made me want it more than anyone else. The coach sort of seems like he's doubting you or telling you something that's unrealistic. All he's really doing is motivating you. You have to listen to your coaches. You have to be able to break down these situations when someone's teaching you those things. The Suns averaged 110 points and frankly made the NBA watchable again. He received the Order of Canada in 2007 for his reputation as a humanitarian and willing to speak up for injustice. And he even used his endorsement money to pay for less fortunate second and third world countries. And if you ever need something to watch, Steve Nash directed an excellent documentary on Terry Fox. Despite being doubted and booed many times, he persisted and became an all-time great in my books and the greatest Canadian. In his Hall of Fame speech, he said, I was never ever supposed to be here. I was an underdog. I scraped and clawed my way into college. I did the same for the NBA. I just never stopped. I'm Anders Bergman, and this has been The Greatest Canadian. In this episode, we talked about Steve Nash, an underappreciated great, who had all-time great talent and impacted the game significantly, much like his willingness to stand up for injustice and give to others. Next episode will center around World War II, so stick around to see that released in the next few months. Thanks for listening to the Iron Sharpens Iron podcast.